Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. All right, Doc. We're going live in three, two, one. Here we are. Let's go. Um, welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Um, you already know what we're going to say. Subscribe to the podcast. Do it. Annabelle, should they leave a comment? Yeah, leave a comment. Like it. Most importantly, you got to share it with people. Share the share this podcast. Let it, let it, you know, share it with coworkers, family, friends. We are on all. Even enemies. Even your enemies. <laughs> share it with your enemies. Um, we are on YouTube. We're on. So I guess some people think YouTube is kind of like podcast related they listen to their podcast on youtube yeah some people do so we're on youtube um give it some love we're on all major podcasting platforms but yeah like and subscribe all the social medias all the social medias all the big ones because we're not on myspace sorry guys oh yeah <laughs> and rumble and <laughs> rumble yeah sorry yeah um so we are going to do an episode today uh because of mental health awareness month the podcast might be airing at the very last day, but it is airing on the last day, better, but better late than never. We got it in. <laughs> um, so what are we talking about today here? Annabelle? Yes, it's an important topic um, that I think we all deal with, especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. You have more responsibilities, more, more things added to your plate. Let's just say. Yeah. Especially from, from a young age. And what is, and what does that all accumulate to most of the time? Stress. Stress. So I want to talk about stress since, Growing up, most of us aren't taught healthy ways of dealing with stress in our lives. Yeah. And it in, it can impact not only our mind or our mental health and but also our, our bodies. I like how you you had named the episode stress management management and how you said about like dealing with it because you can't get away from it. No. I mean, unless we're gonna be a monk and yeah. live in the mountains and just isolated from all aspects of life. But even then I feel like you might have there's going to be stress. Some sort of stress. You know what I, I I hated back in high school, sometimes even college, how your teacher or professor would say like, oh, you know, just wait. Life gets way more difficult and stressful when you get oh out. Oh, my gosh. Like, I wish my biggest problem was having three tests in one day. <laughs> and I, that always made me so mad. But like you said, it, it as we get older, more responsibilities, there is more stressors and stress in, the, in our lives. And it's also different kinds of stress and also yeah. learning how to manage those as well. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Right. So, so management, stress management. management. Yes. It's not stress avoiding. Some you can avoid, but most of them you cannot. So we, I wanted to clear up uh, what mental health is, at least the way that I kind of define it yeah. and how I see it, um, since we are talking about that. So I see mental health as, here's a quick definition as, can be defined as a state of well-being which allow us to realize personal potential, cope with the normal stresses of life, enjoy good interpersonal relationships, work productively, fruitful, and positively contribute to society. Okay. It's kind of how I see it. And the aim of today is to build psychological resilience. Um, just quickly, want to see how I, de- uh, how, how I define it is the the ability to adapt well in the face of emotional distress resulting from stressful experiences and life challenges. Gotcha. Give you a quick framework of what we're going to be working through. Yeah. Um, man, I I like how, and I think we might, I, I might be jumping the gun here. I'm sorry. It's okay. I like how you, you were saying uh, psychological resilience. Oh, you can almost think of like mental toughness. Res- yeah. If you, if you want to break that word down into mental toughness. Um, 
And I do think that is, out of everything, gets way overlooked. Why do I need to do something to make me mentally tough? Like, that just sounds stupid. Why do I need to do something like that? You know, like, it's almost like people don't see their mind as a muscle, quote unquote, oh, that, yep. that you can, like, make stronger or more resilient, uh, quote unquote, harder, so to speak. Um, it's almost like overlooked. Like, I can just willpower through something. But if you don't train those muscles. Yeah, you got to train the mind. You got to train the Yeah, exactly. And, um I'll hold off. I know we're going to talk about that later. So, but I just like psychological resilience, AKA mental toughness. Yes. Training your brain, training your brain. Uh, and just, we want to clarify something before we get into this more in between stress. <clears throat> we're focusing on stress, not anxiety. Yes. And I, I think it needs to be cleared up. They're used interchangeably. Here's the same. They are some similarities, some overlap, some overlap, of course, but they're caused by different things. Um, and I don't want to get into the weeds and because then people are like, oh, well, they're similar here, similar there. I'm like, yes, this is going to be a broad definition to help kind of clear, um, clear, um, the differences and kind of let you know where we're going today. Right. And so, we're also not psychologists or counselors, so no. we, d- we don't want to wade into other territories. Exactly. So, yeah. So, um, stress is a psychological, uh, psychological and behavioral response to an immediate threat or challenge okay whereas anxiety is a emotional feeling and psychological state anticipating the possibility of a harm so you can almost think of stress being something that's actually happening like you have a work deadline whereas anxiety is you're worrying about a potential project or something else that might have you, you gave a good example when we were kind of talking about this earlier yeah and, and we're not saying that ang- that what you're feeling with anxiety isn't real we're not exactly saying that. we're not saying that but str- so um i guess what what's causing it and this is all generally because i don't want to a lot of people right. say like well in my specific it's like well no this is just general terms to kind of help guide you right so w- w- one example i guess we we're talking about earlier is like let's just say you lived downtown in a city and maybe there was some like marches going on and there was thousands of people walking by your house every day that could be a bit of a stressor you have a bunch of strangers right outside your door um that usually doesn't happen that's immediately a stressor and you can have stress to that because there's there's there can be an immediate threat and or challenge that is happening right there in front of you it's real exactly now what anxiety would would be is now you start to worry about the potential of someone breaking into your home, maybe trying to steal, blah, blah, blah. Or of another potential march that's going to happen. Or another march. So, like, something that hasn't happened and most likely won't happen. It could, could, but it may not. But it may not, and you start to build up more anxiety about that stressor. Exactly. And with stress, it's typically after the the trigger or the thing that's causing stress is gone, Excuse me. You're, you're, you're the stressor is typically gone. You're relaxed now. Yes. Whereas anxiety, even though after the march is gone, after everything's over, you still have that excessive worry, right. that excessive concern going on, so even though the thing isn't there anymore. Generally speaking, could you say stress might be more of an external cause, while anxiety might be more of an internal cause? Yeah, I would say so. Um. That's just what I'm. How, how we're describing it seems like we're leading to more like external versus internal. It, it definitely, is. and and I know people might get upset, but this is just 
general definitions to help you understand the difference between the two. Yeah. And that's why we want to focus on and clarify that we're focusing on stress, which is primarily external, whereas mm-hmm. anxiety is mostly derived internally. All right. So with that said, there are there's probably three types of stress from what we were looking at, but we'll focus on on the two two main ones. Yeah. Uh, one, the other one's kind of more of a subset. Um, acute stress, which is the everyday kind of stress. You have a tight deadline at work. Uh, there's a traffic accident, you know. The someone every, cuts you off. Someone cuts you off, the everyday type thing. And it usually comes, and then it goes. And then there's chronic stress, where it's something that you're dealing with day in, day out. There is no clear insight. A bad boss. A bad boss. Um, it could you, be. You have to go into work every day with this boss. Yeah, caregiving for a loved one. Mm. Dealing with a chronic illness. Unemployment. Unemployment. Yeah, there's so th- these are all chronic stress that are just happening every single day. Whereas acute stress is just boom, boom. It's boom, there. Boom, it's gone. There it's gone. All right. Um, and a lot of times acute stress is labeled as a good stress. You know. Um, and I kind of want to touch on on this a little bit. Uh, the because sympathetic th- nervous system. Yeah, kind of? not all stress is bad, right? Yeah. Like we need there, there has to be some sort of good stress. There's a purpose for it. Our bodies have a lot of responses and there's a purpose for why it may do what it's doing. So yeah. So, but you're saying acute stress is more of that good stress. Yeah. Um, you might need that. Yes. So, um, you were wanting me to kind of touch on, so in the nervous system, this is probably very general knowledge, but you have like the sympathetic nervous system and you have this parasympathetic nervous system and, (laughs) <laughs> the sympathetic is more of that fight or flight response. It's priming your body to run a race, to get into a fight, to be on the alert, to be ready, maybe even exercise, you know, something where you have to prime your body and your nervous system is ready to like fuel the different systems that you need to either survive or adapt to the challenge. Now, parasympathetic, parasympathetic is the rest and digest. That is, you know, you just had a meal, you know, there's no immediate threat to your body's like, let me work on, uh, giving you some, some rest during this time. Let me kind of break down the food to fuel the body. Um, it's the, that nervous system is on when we sleep. Um, but what can happen is if you have that chronic stress, or if you don't know how to handle the acute stress, Mm -hmm. um, that can almost keep your parasympathetic nervous system on more then you're parasympathetic. So you're almost always on the alert. You're constantly in fight or flight. You're in constant fight or flight. And um, sometimes you see that obviously like uh, in the military because you have to constantly be on, yep. which can lead to other things as well. Um, again, we're not psychologists, so we're not getting too much into that. Yeah. Um, but at least practically speaking in physical therapy, when people have pain and maybe it's affecting their job or it's affecting their ability to do a recreational activity, um, their sympathetic nervous system is on and they're constantly tight and they're constantly on the alert and um, they're actually getting muscular pain now because those muscles are so tight to kind of keep it protected and you're on the alert. And sometimes I'll just have people lay on their back, close their eyes before we do any exercise and start to breathe through their diaphragm. So if you find your belly button, put your hand right above your belly button and kind of on your abdomen, right below your rib cage, just kind of where your diaphragm sits. And if you take deep breaths 
in through that to try and relax your chest, try and relax your shoulders because a lot of people will breathe through their chest and their shoulders, which that which turns on your parasympath uh, mm-hmm. it turns on your sympathetic nervous system because that's like I gotta like get immediate oxygen I gotta go right now right now right now yeah you're on high alert you're, you're on ready. high alert um so I'm trying to turn that off and breathe through their stomach to activate the parasympathetic to because pain remember so pain is also that response uh, from the nervous system so if your nervous system is on you're gonna perceive pain more highly than you would if the nervous system is more down regulated. Mm. Um, so I just give some people just diaphragmatic breathing, like a four second in, yeah, four second hold, four second out. You know, there's different protocols, three yeah, to five l- seconds. Yeah, there's a lot of bots breathe. There's bots breathe. I think the one you were talking about, the the four 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 four, and there's like different breathing techniques. And we'll we'll get more into that, but no, definitely. Um, and then, kind of along, I don't know if I'm derailing the conversation. No, this about is the, great about uh, the sympathetic and parasympathetic here. Um. So this is a this is a quote that one of my professors would always say in PT school and uh, we hated it. We thought it was stupid. We're like, this is so <laughs> this is so dumb. But he would always say hard is not bad. Hard is just hard. And I was like, this is like people be like, this is so stupid. Like, why are you telling me? Even as a I'm like, OK, well, so people equate hard things to being bad or a bad stress. Yeah. Um, because humans typically seek the path of least resistance. It's just kind of wired into us. Like, yeah, I get it. You know, you know, take the easy road. Like if, you know, if this is, if I'm going to get the same outcome, I'm I gonna feel take like it. it might be even like survival. It, it is a survival thing. Um, so we uh, typically take the path of least, res- least resistance. So when something quote unquote hard comes along, we immediately think it's bad. We immediately think it's yep. a bad stressor. And this is the thing that we were talking about earlier about the mental toughness. It's like we need to do hard things to make us mentally stronger because hard doesn't necessarily mean bad. bad. Yes. Um, uh, but when, and the example that he was giving is sometimes in college, like you get the quote hard professor, you know, yeah. you didn't get the easy chemistry professor. Oh, and this semester is ruined. It's going to be a bad semester because I got the quote unquote hard teacher and that may, equals bad. And that doesn't mean bad. Think of that. Think of that as it's just hard and hard is a way that you can make yourself more resilient. And then when actual stressors come along, you're more equipped to handle them. Yes. And not to say that some, that what you're experiencing may not be stressful for you. We're not saying that. Um, but what you're, we're going to touch on it more, but yeah, the way you, your perspective and how you frame the situations definitely have an impact. And we just wanted to clear that not all stress is bad. Right. There, there is a reason why we have this stress response in our in our bodies. A lot of AI yeah, was the survival instincts, and it can help us. Now, we briefly wanted to touch on okay, what when, when can it be bad? We kind of talked about it a little bit. Is when you're maybe stuck in that fight and flight, when you have that chronic stress, you don't know how to deal with it, and it can impact many many aspects of your of your body and your mind. Um, your immune system, um, your your sleep quality is going to go down. And I, I think you were you kind of mentioned that your your muscles are going to be tight, man. I don't know what sometimes when you've been stressed during Pe- your yeah, neck. Yeah, people your carry neck. yeah tension. You were going to talk about your neck. The yeah, neck people tension. Ca- people carry a lot of tension in their shoulders and neck, and people have a lot of neck pain from carrying tension and being stressed. Um, even last episode with Dr. Rachel Neal, she talked about how people can even hold tension in their pelvic floor. 
and yeah. how like Kegeling actually feeds into the tightness and, you know, there's different routes to go along. So, you know, Kegels didn't answer everything, but people hold tension and tension can cause pain. A good example of this is I want everybody right now to pull, you know, take your arm out, squeeze, like make a fist and just hold and squeeze that your fist and hold it for as long as you can. What's going to happen? You're starting to get pain in your forearm. You're going to start to get pain in your palm. Mm. Um, that's, that's just from holding tension. You're squeezing and contracting that muscle. Same thing. If you're holding stress, the muscles contract, they're on high alert to ready to go. And uh, you can start to experience actual physical pain and from stress. Wouldn't you even say that sometimes after the stressor is gone, we're talking about we'll talk about acute stress here, like that. Right. The stressor is gone, and now you're relaxed. Have you noticed sometimes you might maybe you're sore a little bit? Yeah. And you're like, I didn't even work out, but I'm I'm sore in my neck. I'm sore maybe close to my pelvic area. Would you say it's kind of related to the same? Very, very related. And it, you might even some people even hold their breath like when something, and then you realize like I've had I've some pages like patients when they're doing an exercise or they're in so much pain they're just holding their breath and i'm like hey take a breath and like oh oh i didn't realize i was holding like they're like taking these gasps even though they're just sitting down you know like you know doing a simple exercise of like a stretch or something that they're just holding their breath and then they realize and people do that while they're working or during driving or whatever and then you're like oh my gosh why am i so out of breath from just sitting here and it's because you're holding your breath yeah wow um is there anything you would say that can Get some uh, other things that can lead to your body or mind from when you're dealing with this bad stress or when stress can get bad that you've seen besides the, the tension and holding a lot of tension in certain parts of your body. Um, so well, I think we're going to get into it a little bit later, but it can affect other systems of the body, not just your musculoskeletal system like yeah. your muscles. It can have a negative impact on like the endocrine or like your hormonal system, Um, even like your nervous system and like your ability for neurons to fire. Um, Sometimes it leads to, I'm not going to say like short term memory loss, but like memory things and um, stuff like that. So you might forget things that you normally didn't know. Right. Because you're you're, it's almost like you're not perceiving it like your body, like something else is like taking your focus and you're not even remembering, oh, I'm supposed to go to the grocery store and pick this thing up Mm -hmm. or, you know, this person. Um, so it can affect more than just one area of the body and we'll kind of, I think we're going to get there towards yeah, the you, end. Yeah. Um, you, uh, I guess, do you want to touch a little bit more on those? Yeah, let's, let's look at that. So, um, obviously we talked about like the musculoskeletal system, yep. a little bit about the respiratory, if you're holding your breath, um, and how that can obviously not bring blood through the body because you know, your, your heart, you're, mm-hmm. you're not breathing. So your lungs are what filters the blood and sends it back to the heart and the heart to pump to the rest of the body. Um, the immune system, because chronic, chronic stress can affect your immune system. <coughs> um, things like the flu or common cold can actually take longer to recover from if you're chronically stressed because your immune system isn't firing on all cylinders. Cause like, when you have that stress, your body is sending the resources to that area and not to other areas of the mm. body. So one system is like the immune system. Um, you can even think about like the endocrine system, which is like a horm- hormonal system, which can increase like cortisol, which is you, kind of like a stress hormone. Uh, maybe even adrenaline if you still feel like you're in that fight or flight. Yeah. Um, these are all kind of like short term stuff, but they can even lead to other type of disorders uh, like chronic fatigue potentially things with cardiac, um, yeah. like heart attack or stroke. Um, 
but yeah, there's a bunch of different areas in the body that stress can affect. No, and I, and I think that's good that we're clearing this up because I think more more people understand how important uh, stress or I guess stress the impact stress can make on your body. Or, oh, I forgot about this one. What about like your GI system? Like your gut, like anxiety oh. and stress can affect like uh, irritable uh, bowel, like IBS, um, um, like inflammatory bowel disease, all these other things um, mm-hmm. that is kind of caused by stress or anxiety that can like yeah. upset your gut. And uh, all I, that just to forgot, be said I forgot about that. No, no, no. It's good. All that to be said is like we're more aware um, of what the causes of mental health and stress can do to your body. I think a lot of times, oh, it's just in your head, blah, blah. But it actually has a lot of physical consequences that a lot of the ones that we've covered, you know, don't always be, don't be scared of stress. It's not always bad. Right. There's, there's a, it serves a purpose. Now we know when it can be bad. Okay? Yeah. But also I want to touch on this real yes, quick too. Say this. The positive stress can also be like a workout. Yes. Like you actually have to stress your body in order for your body to get stronger. So like that's like lifting weights. The next time you lift weights, you want to do a little bit heavier or a little bit more reps. You want to increase the quote unquote stress so that your body can adapt and respond and get stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I don't. I think we talked about the mental earlier about the positive stress, but positive stress can also be like building uh, muscle or improving your cardiovascular uh, endurance and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So sorry. No, and, and I'm not advocating for this, but we've all had a little stress. Right before an exam, and you ha- or you have to do something, and dude, I don't know what it is, but we've all been in that flow. You're a little, you're a little bit on high stress, but man, you're knocking things out like crazy. Oh yeah, you're you're definitely on you're definitely on the alert. <sighs> Maybe even a little uh, diarrhea that morning too. Yeah, I mean, you're very just stressful on. days. <laughs> you're you're in the zone. Not that I'm advocating for that, but there is some positives. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we talked about some of the negative. We talked about the difference between stress and anxiety. Now we want to get into like, okay, so, all right, great guys, but how do we actually combat this? Yeah. And it's something that I think we all need to know. I'm, be- I'm stressed because I don't know how to combat this. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Keep stressing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I did want to clear up some things because maybe, obviously we're not di- diagnosing anyone here, right? but right. maybe it's not stress. It could potentially be you might have a mental health condition, right? That's gonna be predisposing. How do you say predisposed? Uh, Pre, it, you're more predisposed. 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 Yes. Yeah. Thank you. To stress. Yeah. Because of this, so it might be that could be burnout. Could be a little, just to let you know. But we wanted to clear that up before we get into some other factors that could potentially be making you more susceptible to stress. Yeah. Uh, some of them could be lifestyle factors. Good old lifestyle. Man. Um, what are some things that affect yeah, so your lifestyle? Yeah, some of the things that we, we were seeing, a big one is sleep. Oh, yeah. We need to do an episode on sleep. The more I think, the more that we've talked about, the more we see is like sleep is so important. The less that you sleep, it's going to make you more irritable. You're more tired. It can. It makes sense why you will more, 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 would potentially be easily stressed. All right. Um uh, eating a lot of junk food, like added sugar, refined carbs, carbs, it just impacts your body. So I won't say what I, well, I'll say I, I, I did Whole30 before, right? And it's a elimination diet. It's, uh, not that I'm advocating for it, but what it did is you cut out a lot of crap in your food. Right. And what I did is my mood changed completely. I was just a little bit peppier, a little <laughs> bit happier. I was like, man, like 
Happy Hannibal. Happy Hannibal. <laughs> and it made me, it, it, I realized then, it's like, wow, what you eat, especially the, the, the sad diet, the standard right. American, it really impacts your mood, your behavior in so many different ways. We were trying to look up uh, more of like the, um, I don't know, biochemistry behind yes. junk food and mood. And <coughs> the only thing that I can think of, uh, and again, this is a little bit out of my area of expertise, but that you're just not giving your body the nutrients it needs. Like not be giving your hormones the building blocks they need, not giving your muscles the hormone or the the building blocks they need, not just giving not giving your body the resources it needs to start you know or to work optimally, um, and I think like you're saying those things can affect yeah. mood, um, even like your uh, appetite and your just overall uh, mental well being and feeling and all that kind of stuff. No, no, definitely, and I think we've all experienced uh, the too much caffeine you're just a little bit on edge we talked about you're a little shaky you're a little shaky you're like huh what well, why am i why am i why are my fingers just twitching <laughs> a little bit more on edge so that one's kind of more obvious and the other one too is like drugs and alcohol they can impact you obviously obviously we don't need to get into that yeah and another one is like sometimes too much social media oh yeah and too much news if you watch the news too much man you just kind of a little bit Start stressing and worrying about things a little bit too much. So maybe cut that out a little bit. We were talking um, in class the other day um, about like 40 years ago, like 20 year olds were less stressed than 20 year olds today. And like one thing we were think we were saying was like, well, 20 year olds today can know like what's happening on the other side of the world, and they can see all the despair. And, you know, they can see their friends that didn't invite them to things. And, you know, there's there was more anxiety and depression with 20 year olds today than 20 year olds. Bliss. Sometimes sometimes ignorance is a little bit of bliss. Yeah. Like you're saying. And I'm not and saying you should have a head in the hole and not know what's going on around you either. So, But continue. sometimes all the social media, all the all the news is either painting a, de- a picture of despair. You know, this person against this person, this company this country against this country. we're in a sinking ship man we're going down we're going down fast and then even like social media where you only see the good where people are actually probably hurting but they're only you know things are photoshopped oh, and man. this yes. is you know them with the best lighting and like you're starting to feel your inadequacies which can lead you to feel stressed and anxious about yeah, it's like oh man it is you are seeing it's like you know this but then you kind of forget about it. you're seeing their highlight reel right Man, who wouldn't love to see the highlight reel like back in the day when you were playing sports? Dude, you were so good. Like, yeah, but I struck out like seven other times. I know. (laughs) Don't look at all the bad. Um, And a few other sayings that you may be dealing with. And this is not a top of the list. Right. But maybe you have some unresolved trauma. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have a family conflict. Or you have conflict with friends or at work. Um, These are going to make it so you're already kind of on edge. You're more stressed. Maybe you're caring for a loved one. That's that's tough. Financially, too. Financially. Bro. Yeah. We've all been there straight out of college. Man, that pff, you're stressed. Uh maybe you don't have any community, any support, any friend group. Mm. Um all of these and more, many more things could be leading to making you more susceptible to stress. Right. And I wanted to say that uh, before we get into what we're gonna talk touch on that because 'cause we're gonna say we're gonna give you some tools and tips and y- you you may say, All right. You gave me all these things. They're not doing anything. What's going on? Maybe you have something else going on. Maybe you have, like you said, family conflict, financial stress. Maybe 
uh, your diet, maybe you're not sleeping, it could be drugs, alcohol, maybe you're on social media too much, and you're watching the news a little too much. Um, just wanted to clarify that. Now, there are some stressors that we can, let me back up a little bit. The quickest, quickest way to deal with a stressor is what? Just get rid of it, right? Right. <laughs> Boom. Done. Episode completed. See you guys. Just kidding. But we can't do that. So we need to identify it. And everybody's a little bit different. Right. What stresses you, what stresses me is a little bit different. Um, so we need to figure it out. And most people kind of know what stresses them out. But here are some of the symptoms that we, we, we want to help you better understand yourself. One of the th- principles that we have is you need to know yourself. Right. You know yourself better than I do, and and we we would ever know you. Right. So, all right. Some of the emotional symptoms with stress could be your irritable, irritable, irritable anger. So, man, you look maybe you lose a bit of confidence when you're stressed out. Uh, difficulty concentrating. Uh, man, heart pounding, racing, chest tightness—the ones you were talking about. Some muscle tension. I mean, sometimes uh, anxiety and uh, an anxiety attack is mistaken for a heart attack. Because oh, you, have, yes. you have a lot of the same symptoms of the um, the difficulty with breathing, heart rate uh, increasing, um, chest pain, all can like sometimes those are misidentified. Yeah, uh, some 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 behavioral symptoms could be uh, no biting. You're drinking more coffee, more alcohol, eating too much, too little, poor sleep again. Uh, so, think of a situation that you've been in. Did you see any of these? If so, okay. Now let's figure out, okay, what led to this? How did you respond? How how did you react afterwards? And then try to figure out, okay, can I remove this? Is is this something that maybe was like a one-off? Like, oh, I had this tight deadline project. If it's that, and it, maybe you knew in advance, maybe you can prepare for it so that you're not letting it build up to the point where you're going to hit your stress point, for instance. And then you can build a plan around, okay, when I do meet this specific stressor that I know that I typically face, we'll, we'll talk about some tools here. I can do some breathing exercise or I can, we'll talk to more journal. Right? You can do something, right? Right. And you're building your game plan for every single potential stressor that you that you know you're facing. Make a list. Write down the things right now that are stressing you out in life. Like, well, maybe, it, like for me, maybe it's a patient at work right now. Or maybe... Um, like you're saying, it's caring for a loved one. So write these things down uh, and know how you might emotionally, cognitively, behaviorally, physically respond to some of these things. Mm-hmm. And then now we can make a, uh, we can use some tools to manage. Maybe sometimes you can eliminate, like Annabel said, eliminate or manage some of these stressors so that you won't have worry or anxiety about some of these. Yeah. Things. So it can't lead to potentially the chronic stress, chronic stress, bad yeah. stress where you're not weakening your immune system or facing all these other things. Right. Um, yeah, so just trying to be more aware. That's what we're trying to get to. Now some tools. All right. So before we get into this, um, try them out. Some of these are probably going to be new to you. And the thing is that what works for me may not work for you. Yeah, these are just our top 10 with a bonus 11 tip. But we honestly, we had like 20 other tips on here. And these yeah. were just our They're favorites. So, you can Google ways to de-stress. All right. The thing is, we want you to find healthy solutions that help you 
we don't want you to turn to other things that make you drugs, alcohol, drugs, alcohol uh, a lot of other things. They can lead to another issue. So solving one issue by creating another. We yeah. don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you want to go with the first one, Cam? Yeah. So number one of our 10 recommendations is connecting with people. Um, avoiding that self-isolation. You need to have support, a network of people um, that care about you and your well-being. Um, that's really what we need. Yeah, I think a lot of times we try to do this whole lone wolf. Like, I can do it on my own. I don't need anybody. I'm like, listen, man. We were never meant to be alone. We weren't designed that way. No. In most of our lives, we've been in, like, in some sort of tribe or community or small little everyone's, village. Everyone's born into a family. Yeah. You weren't, you know, born by yourself. But yeah. So connecting with people and, and, and that can be different things, you know, for like for myself, that's like my church community. Yeah. For other people that might be like your gym. Whatever it is, um, we need to be connecting with people. Yes. Um that <laughs> I will say it it might need to be, you know, not just like your work people, but people that um are in the same I don't wanna say Interest, hobbies, yeah. mindset is you. Something that you have in common. Something you have in common. Outside of work. Yeah. Nothing against your coworkers. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing yeah, nothing against yeah. that. But it needs to be connecting with a common maybe purpose in mind. Yeah. I, w- I do want to say one thing with this. Yeah. It bothers me. People say, Well, I'm just an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. I want to clear something up between those. You you probably know this, but introvert does not mean you're antisocial. Extrovert does not mean you're social. Introvert means is the way that I personally recharge is maybe being by myself. Extrovert means I kind of recharge being with people. That does not mean that you are antisocial. There are p- plenty of introverts. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're a lone wolf. That are very social people. So I just wanted to say that because a lot of people are saying, well, I'm just an introvert. I'm, I'm never going to make one thing. No, that's not what that means. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, number I'm off one. My soapbox now. <laughs> That's okay. Number one, connecting with people. Number two, regular exercise. There are so many sayings out there on this topic. A lot of people start exercising because oh, it's going to improve their physical health, but it has so many uh, mental mental aspects that help individuals. Um, I think for me, man. I notice a difference when I'm not when I'm not working out, not just physically, but mentally. Yes, it's just you're releasing that stress out of your body and out of your mind. Helps to uh, regulate your hormones too, like a lot of the ones in in your brain. Like there's there's good studies, at least on cardiovascular um, type of training, <coughs> that it almost like levels the playing field of like serotonin Mm. and epinephrine and dopamine and all these different uh hormones in the brain and chemicals and all that stuff so there is i want to i i think i could be safe to say there's probably thousands of studies that say that exercise is great for your physical and mental health we don't need to go through and list all of them but but i I do want to say a few things on this it doesn't mean that you have to lift weights because some people may say oh i don't like to lift weights okay there is walking. Walking is great for you. It's a form of exercise. There is yoga. You can do some dancing. You can do sports. You can do, I mean, biking, running, biking. There's swimming, so many things. So many it doesn't things. have to be lifting weights. Some people say, oh, I don't like to lift weights. Okay, go for a walk. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll uh, convince you later on to lift some weights, but maybe now. We'll get you there. We'll get you. We're working on you. But, but uh, 
Yeah. So that's number the body. Number two. So number three um, is the practice of being still, the practice of meditation, the practice of prayer. Yeah, we don't know where you are spiritually, religiously, so... We're not trying to push one on yeah, you. Yeah, push one. But overall, just the practice of stillness. Yeah. Whether that's just sitting somewhere and getting rid of all these distractions. I mean, we live in a world where you're always connected, always on, just being still. Yeah. I mean, the practice of prayer for myself, um, I don't do it for stress relief, but it is a stress reliever. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, of course. Um, and that has helped me out so much. So that's just personally one of my plugs on, yeah. on that topic. So like I said, you don't have to be spiritual or religious to try, you know, what we just said, being still, meditation, prayer. Try them out. Uh, another one that's one of my personal favorites. Some people hate it, but for me, it's journaling. Um, and the way that looks like it, it's people saying that you need to sit down and and it's almost like they're writing an essay. I need to properly think about what I'm going to write. No, 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 no. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> this is just... I'm old school, like pen and paper. Some people like the computer. Yeah. Pick whatever you like. Is sitting down and just writing what what's coming to mind. And sometimes you'll write a page. Sometimes I write 10 pages. But it's the act of writing that you're releasing everything out of your mind. Because like, a lot of times your mind's just stressing or, or it could be a little bit of anxiety. So a lot of things that we're saying that can help both, but we're not we're specifically focused on stress. You're getting it, it all out of your head and into paper, and a lot of times it helps you process your thoughts, process your emotions, and what you're dealing with. Yeah. I and then you also have, like, a visual, too. Like, oh, okay, I can, I I can, can see, see it now. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely went through a season of journaling, and, and it was very beneficial. Definitely yeah. helpful. It was actually during physical therapy school, like, the most stressful years of my life. <laughs> um, that's a great one. Uh, number five, uh, we kind of talked touch about, about it earlier, breathing. We yes. can call it diaphragmatic breathing. Annabelle kind of brought up box breathing. But that's basically where you're breathing through your abdomen. You're not breathing through your chest. You're not breathing through yeah. your shoulders. You're not holding your breath. You're taking a slow inhale, a couple second hold, slow exhale. Um, again, turning on that parasympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. get things to kind of calm down. Um, they can definitely take away some of the feelings of anxiety and stress. Oh, it definitely helps. It's, a, it's one of those deep belly breaths. And it's one of, like, let's say you're in the middle of something stressful. Boom. Just step away for a second. Yeah, that one. So, so breathing is actually more of a mindfulness technique where you mm -hmm. you just have to think about it. I mean, same with, I guess, uh, uh, prayer, meditation, and all that kind of stuff, too, where you're just becoming more mindful of your body and when you're starting to hold yeah. that tension and, and you're starting to feel that stress and you're starting to hold your breath. And then you just let it all out. Boom. That was number awesome. five. Another one that is listening to music. A lot of people, when you... Now... Everybody's gonna be different on what kind of music they like, but it could be some something relaxing. Some people like putting maybe like some classical music, little T Swift, <laughs> little T Swift, <laughs> something to help clear your mind, ease you a little bit. Um, there's a lot of studies on music therapy out there, but for me, I I like listening. Sometimes I'm trying to like put some common music. I'm not gonna put any uh, hard rock or some rap songs. <laughs> it's all it's all depends on the vibe, but right. you know something that helps calm you down. Yeah. Um, that was number six. Number seven is this, ref is, a, this is a big one. Reframing your perspective. Now, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the 100 push up challenge. And one of the big things we had learned from that was just our perspective on the task at hand <coughs> and how when we ch when we tweaked it 
to look at it as being nickels and dimes, as we said, and not this mountain to overcome every day, totally changed um, our outlook on it and even helped our um, compliance and all that stuff. But sometimes you need to look at the situation and go, in the grand scheme of things, even within this week, is that that big of a deal? That reminds me so much. I may have talked to you about it, um, but about the the Chinese farmer story, or some of the times it's referenced as a horse story or the maybe story. Um, but essentially, I won't go into the full story. Um, but it means this. Don't look at the situation and immediately say, this is good. This is bad. Because then a month, week, year later, you can say, that is bad. What's once, I once considered this a blessing, now I'm considering it a curse. Instead, no, just take it as it is. Is it good? Maybe. That's essentially what it is. Is it bad? Maybe. We don't know how this is going to play, play out in the grand scheme of things. So stop trying to define it. And we need to rechange our perspective and just say, it is. Right. Well, maybe. It, oh, this is terrible. I mean, maybe. We don't know. Yeah. Like you said, in the grand scheme of things, is it? Could be, could not be. Yeah. Like the human perspective versus like God perspective. Yeah. Type, type thing. Exactly. All right. That was number seven. What's number eight? Uh, <clears throat> creating simplicity in your life. I think so many times we overcomplicate everything yes. in our lives. I mean, even, I don't want to get into it, but, which is one of the reasons, like health and fitness, man, why is that so complicated? Why did we overcomplicate it? Why is there a hundred million different diets and they all claim that they work? It's where a lot of it's just simple. Right. This is, this is actually a really big one. I know this is a, um, has definitely been around uh, at least in like the Christian faith for a very long time is where you get monks and nuns, but even going through times of like, I'm eliminating social media. Maybe I'm going to bike to work. You know, maybe I'm going to, you know, only eat two meals, like something where you are just stripping away some of the things that make life really complex and you just start to make life really simple and you can focus on the things that actually matter in life. Yeah. There's lot, there's less distractions when you try to creating simplicity. And this isn't like you have to do it, live in a tiny home and be a minimalist. It's like, maybe there's a season where you just need to make and create more simplicity in your life. Yeah. Get rid of, get rid of all the excess. Maybe a lot of, I don't know. A lot of people are like, well, I have so many kids. The schedule's so busy. We're like, what if you weren't so, what if you stop all these different activities for, for a season? Yeah. Just create simplicity, stillness for your life and focus on what really matters. I like that one. Number that was number eight. Number nine is we've mentioned it a couple times already. Just prioritize your sleep. Numerous studies show when you have less uh, sleep, um, I think the normal is about seven to nine hours, eight being that magic number or whatever. Um, I want to say it's like six or less. It's going to cause some stress. It is. <laughs> I don't know how it wouldn't be. You're just more irritable. You're just on edge. It's and also don't. Don't stress about not getting enough sleep either. Yes. <laughs> out of all these things that were said, please don't stress about, oh, I'm not working out. Like, these are tips. These are recommendations. Try some of these things. Don't stress about not doing all of these things. Yes. You got to find the ones that work for you. And don't stress about, like you said, don't, oh, I'm not doing things. No, you're missing the whole point. If you're stressing about not doing this, you missed the point. Right. Continue. Next one. Number, that was number nine. Number 10 is get outside. 
get into nature. Yeah, there's something special. There's so much. There's so many studies you can look up about nature therapy and being outside and the outdoors. It's just there's also the vitamin D you get from the sun. Yeah, uh, there's just a lot of benefits of getting outside. Whether that's a walk, maybe during your lunch or after work, um, or maybe it's like on a weekend where you just you just you you sit on the front porch versus sitting in on the couch and just getting outside. Yeah, don't overcomplicate it. Like we said, make it simple. Create simplicity in your life. Create some simplicity. Get outside a little bit. All right. So one thing that we a final bonus bonus tip for those people that have made it this long is that these tools sometimes may not be enough. You still may be stressed out. You still may be worrying. You still may be facing X, Y, and Z. That might be a sign that you need to get professional help. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it is. That's why they're there. That's why there's <laughs> professions created around the the. Uh, area of mental and uh, emotional well-being seek mm-hmm. out a counselor seek out a seek out yeah. a therapist and um, give that a try and, and definitely try these definitely try these tools but give them some time give them some time because some of them are probably going to be new for you but again there's professions out there for a reason that help with this so you might need to seek uh, out some professional help and support absolutely yeah we also there was a bunch of other bonus tips we'll put the top 11 on our um in the show notes, the show but notes, there yeah. is so many more guys. Yeah, so Google many it. more. Google them. Um, but again, you can always join a support group as well. Um, but is there's that all? so many. There's so many things. I think we had like almost over thirty or forty in there. It was it was too many to count. Yeah. So find the ones you work. Oh, one one last thing that I want to say. Yeah. Have like a little toolkit. I, we call it creating your tool for a reason. Is that there might be a moment where you may not have access to one or the other. Mm-hmm. So if you have various different things that work for you, you can insert one when maybe one might not be readily available. So that way you always have something going on. Tools in the toolkit. Tools in the toolkit, exactly. I Anything like else it. you want to add, Doc? No, man. I think um, I'm hoping this was helpful for people, um, being able to know that stress is not always bad. Sometimes it's good. Know how it affects the body. Um, know how you can identify it and then have these tools to help manage or overcome it. Um, Absolutely. But it's a, it's a, it's a topic we really wanted to talk about because animals, like, as we get older, I feel like just there's more stressors in life. And there is, I think yeah. like every adult needs to know how to manage some of these things. And we're never taught these things. No. So we're hopeful that we hope that these were helpful. And as always, just remember that you're human. We shouldn't seek perfection, but that daily improvement. All right. See you guys. See ya.